0: Welcome to the Coaching Matters podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems together each week we bring you interviews question and answer sessions and group coaching around mastering mental performance creating elite culture and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed and now this week's coaching matters podcast hey how you doing Brian Kane host of the coaching matters group coaching podcast and program here and I just wanted to take a moment and welcome everyone to the Coaching Matters group coaching podcast and program sponsored by Fundraising University. We'd like to take the time to say thank you to any current Fundraising University coaches and administrators joining us on the call tonight with Tim Albertson. Fundraising University is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping raise over $150 million for programs since its inception in 2009. Tonight, I'm super excited to welcome my friend and coach, Tim Albertson to the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program to talk about team building and culture development strategies for coaches. Tim is an MPM certified coach. He's the athletic director at Stowe High School in Stowe, Vermont. In his first season there, about five months in, he's received his master's in sports administration from Southern New Hampshire University. And as a high school baseball coach at Champlain Valley Union High School, Tim has led the Red Hawks to four state championships, 2012, 13, 19, and 2021. It was a five-time state coach of the year. He's also coached wrestling and football. Super excited to welcome coach Tim Albertson tonight to talk about team building and culture development for all coaches. Tim, thanks for being with us, man. Glad you're here.
1: Tanner, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. First off, congrats to uh, you, with uh, Corbin, on Cy Young.
0: Yeah, yeah, super exciting. Last week, Corbin Burns, uh, Cy Young Award winner. You know, if you haven't yet checked out that podcast, I'll put a link to that inside of our chat here. But, you know, pretty cool when one of our MPM uh, trained athletes achieves something like that, you know, uh, is the best pitcher in baseball. So super excited about that. And, Tim, having been a baseball coach for so long and been, you know, at the highest level in the state of Vermont, Fort State Championships, Um, what are, what are some of the things that you have found a lot of success success with strategies around team building and culture creation that you feel like any of the high school coaches, college coaches that are on this call tonight, they might be able to take and use in their programs. What are some of those key strategies?
1: I think the first thing is you got to love what you do. You got to love what you do. You got to show a lot of passion. You got to put your whole heart into it. And the kids got your players need to know it. Um, the second thing is they got to, you got to care for your kids. Okay. That's, that's probably the biggest thing is you got to show them you care, um, that you're in it, not just for the W's, but you're in it for, um, them as well, that you want to see them be successful. Once you, once you can get in their hearts, they're going to do anything for you. And, um, Kander, I'm going to start sharing
0: my screen here. Yeah. Um, let's go here. Beautiful screen share tonight. Mm-hmm. It's the first on coaching matters. I love this. Let's go.
1: It's just working. Is it there yeah, for you?
0: And you're good to go, brother. Absolutely. Alrighty.
1: So let's get here. Kaner already gave you my whole background, but the other thing I, he, does, he didn't mention, I'm a husband and a, and a father. Lucky to be a father for two beautiful daughters. I've uh, been married for 12 years and obviously the rest he's already told you. So we're going to get past that. Here's the big thing. What changed my life was Brian Kane. I met Brian in 2005. I believe that's when you were up at Mount Mansfield. Um, and Brian handed me a binder full of DVDs and CDs. Um, and that kind of changed everything moving forward. Um, that was a collection of all of his recordings that he had ever had with anybody and everybody who would, um, meet with him. So that was awesome. The pride program I bring up in there. Um, that's something I've used for my program. And that was the first of the mental program, um, that I use. And it's, um, Personal Responsibility and Daily Excellence. It was a program that Brian originated, um, has definitely moved on beyond, but I always thought it was one of his best. Read books, ABCA Conference. There's a lot of stories there for Brian and I. Um, I've had Brian with me three times, so um, and then obviously the rest. Um, Keys to Success, I already talked about. You got to have the energy energy uh, day in and day out. Um, We talk about it with our teams. How many touches can we get? Um, fist bumps. I, I coach baseball. So every time you come around third, you know, at some point, whether you stop or not, we're going to have some sort of contact when somebody comes in, whether they strike out, whether they hit a home run, they bunt somebody over, um, do something productive. There's some sort of fist bump or um, congratulations or nice job, or we'll get them better. Um, but we got to create that buy-in as coaches, for sure. You know, we're looking at it. We want to be able to get everybody involved and start to grasp what we are looking to develop as coaches, as people, CEOs, whoever, whatever we're doing. Me as an athletic director, I came into a new school this year and I had to get people to understand who I am and why I'm there. Okay. Um, Signs of success, promote, promote, promote. Um, You got to have, you got to put picture. If you want to, if you want things to change in your culture, you've got to advertise as much as possible. I'm sure you've heard this from Brian before, but I can't tell you enough. We used to put signs up in the dugout every single day, and the kids would always come running into the dugout and look and start reading and try and figure things out. If we had a game plan for that day, we'd post it up, and we'd make sure it was plastered all over the dugout. Um, You know, you got to have – as a team, we got to develop something, and we're going to talk about it here. I know you've spoken about core covenants and the MVP process, but you got to have something to go to as a team. Okay? That one word that's going to make you make your team come back together, you know, whether it's agape or whether it's um, just, you know, I think we had um, uh, we had a bunch of different a bunch. Um, Kaizen was one of the first ones we had, you know, and that was the biggest thing that the kids bought into is getting better daily, you know, and how we can bring that together and do that together. So something we'd always we'd say. You know, things got tough, hey guys, Kaizen or the old Jocko Willink, good, let's keep going. Um, surround yourself with people who have similar goals and that can make you better, okay? I want to make sure that I'm getting myself better as well as making the rest of my team better, but I need people who are going to support and, and send the same message that I am. I think that's really crucial. Um, and the biggest thing with your teams is create a sense of belonging. And as coaches and as uh, for our kids – don't stop learning. So, um, I think the big point is setting the tone. Okay. I came into CBU, um, as a brand new coach, the program had kind of gone down a little downhill a little bit. And I brought in this, uh, brought pride back to the program. I brought this red booklet and I'm going to share that booklet for you real quick. Um, let me get into it here.
0: In the red book. Is that like Nick Saban's blue book, which is kind of like the the mindset and the operating sort of culture playbook for your program?
1: Uh, This is, this is the sense of expectations and kind of what I try. I try not to let anything. Let's see if it comes up. Is this being seen here?
0: Uh, No, I still see setting the tone. Maybe do a screen stop and then reset, restart the share. All right. Stop share. Boom.
1: screen one screen
0: one all right share all right and get to the top here yep perfect now we see it
1: all right so every season i started off with this booklet every year this is a 37 page document i'm not going to show it to you all but first thing it says the success is the results of how hard we work uh you work prepare practice and strive to improve every day First thing my kids are going to read about the upcoming season. Okay. Um, I was a part of four or five championships there at CVU. So we make sure that we say, hey, you know what, this is, this is the ultimate goal. Um, We talk about how the great things that go on in our program. We set the tone, get the kids to buy into the fact that how important it is and how great it is to be a part of our program. Um, You know, and then as I continue to go through, we talk about what, what our goals are. It's not always about, it's about promoting and winning and uh, promote winning, set high standards and go after league championships. And obviously we want to go after state championships, but that's not the number one thing we talk about is provide a top, top notch baseball experience for every player in the program. We're going to win. We all know that winning is a byproduct of the things that you do day after day, after day, after day, to get yourself to that point, right? The goals that we set during games are, Yes, we want to win the game, but how are we going to do that? Maybe we got to score a run this inning. We got to get somebody on base. We got to move that person over. We got to hit that person in. That's how we're going to move ourselves. We're going to focus on that moment, that inning, whichever. Same thing we talked about with the program. It's more, than, it's more than the game. Talking about life skills, the values that it all sets, how it applies beyond baseball, beyond whatever you're – doing within your school. I want my kids to be great citizens. So, and this whole booklet continues to go through. It talks about my staff. I bring in the history of our program. I talk about all the kids that have had success, the award winners, kids that have gone on to um, play in college. I just had two kids signed to go play uh, for Rob Cole over at Manhattan College. Nice. Nice. So I'm going to stop sharing this. Uh, Tim, is it
0: possible? Could you could you uh, maybe upload that document into the Zoom chat here so we could get that and everybody could have that as a, a PDF and they can kind of use that as a guide?
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I'll send that to you.
0: Perfect. Yeah. If you email that to me, I can either send it out to everybody or if you want to just upload it in the chat, you can. Um, you know, with, with that, with that, that red book that you have, is that something where you sit in like one meeting and go over it with your whole team? Or is it something that you kind of do a page a day? I know John Wooden. One of the things he said is he never gave his players more than one page of their playbook or rule book at a time, because he wanted them to focus solely on that one page.
1: This was something I gave to every single kid who came out for our program. So that way they could go, they could take it home, share it with their families, share it with their parents. I wanted (laughs) them to read it because I wanted there to be no questions asked. Oop, did you lose me here? All right you got me back. you see me again? Can't hear you.
0: We can hear we can we here can we hear are. you. I can't see you.
1: okay I don't know what's happening with my uh... all right I don't know what happened to my visual. All good. I didn't touch anything. anyway it was something that I had with me all the time that I gave out to every single kid. So, um, let me see. Can you see this?
0: Uh, yep. Now we can see your screen. So I think we are now back to setting the tone. Yep. So that's what the, that's
1: what the red booklet did. It set the tone for everything else. Um, it set set the standards, um, and just kind of talked about our goals, which I already explained. Um, I talked about the mental work. You know, mental work is huge. So the moving on to something different, what sets your program apart from everybody else? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we were the mentally strongest kids on the field. Hmm. We had the mentally strongest in the state. Um, We worked on this every single day, whether it was in our routines during BP, whether it was talking about our routines in between practice or in between uh, ground balls, um, or we were just talking about everything. The fact was, is I had always told my kids, we would never go into a game unprepared. Okay. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. You've all heard that line before. Um, but I made sure that when we continued to progress, we were getting better in every single game. Question we for you, be Tim. Than else.
0: Yeah. Question for you. So I, I love the fact that you said our team was the most mentally tough team in the state. And when you were on the field, anytime, what is it that allowed you to see? Cause I know, you know, you're, you're an NPM trained coach and you've been into sports psychology now for, for over a decade. How is it that you could go out to a state championship game, which you won four of, or go into these games and you can look at a team, you know, in Vermont, the talent gap is not big, right? Everyone's kind of about the same. There there might be one division one college baseball player coming out a year, maybe every two or three years, there's one, right? There's not a ton. So the talent gap is... Is, is pretty similar amongst those, those bigger schools in Vermont. How did you know you were the most mentally tough team? What stuff would you see your team do that would say, these guys are mentally tough, and other teams maybe do that would say, eh, they don't do the training that we do?
1: We made sure – I could always see it in the way we approach when we came to games. Like when we arrived at Centennial, our kids looked like they had already been there. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't because we had played there the year before or to, you know, because both our champion, all four of our championships were back to back um, in two separate time periods. Um, But you could tell that they were comfortable, that they were relaxed in a good way with having those butterflies that I always encourage, you know, butterflies means you care. You know, we we knew that we were ready. We knew that we were ready to put our best foot forward. We had prepped ourselves, but we also had things to take us back to. Um, I'm sure Brian's talked to you. Um, throughout this about just being able to f- have a focal point or have something to go to um, when adversity hits the fan um, and just we were always able to come in have that confidence knowing that we had put on our uniforms school was over we put on our uniforms transformed into baseball players and we knew that we were making that park our home it Tim didn't matter which out we were in we were ready to go.
0: Let's unpack that for a second. I just funny. I just got off a call with the LSU gymnastics team before we got onto this call, and that was one of the things I talked about. It was a call with their first-year student-athletes, and it was one of the things we talked about was ch- when you change your clothes, you change your being, right? When you change from your street clothes into your baseball gear or your street clothes into your gymnastics gear, whatever sport you're coaching, there's a time period where people go into a locker room somewhere and they change their clothes from student into athlete. Was that something that you were intentional about teaching them was when you change your clothes, you change your mindset, and this is how we get Get present for practice.
1: Yep. So we actually put on. I actually put up the Superman symbol on the back of our on the back of the lock of the locker room door. So every time they looked at it, they would see that symbol as I walked out. So they knew they would either just transformed into a baseball player because we always made them put on baseball uniforms and uh, wear T-shirts with our our logo on it. And then as they walked out, they would see that, and then they would come and there's a road that actually. Crosses um, from our school to our field. We're very fortunate to be next to the field, the school, um, and they knew that once they got onto that grass, it was baseball time. And they knew once they came off and across that pavement across the road, they knew that you know what, it's over. That game's over with. We're done now. I'm going to go take my uniform off. I'm going to go get back in my street clothes, and everything I had going on before is now back in present. I got to focus on that. That game's over.
0: Love that. I love that. Beautiful. Tim, continue, man. This is great. Other yeah. mental game strategies that you found success with your high school athletes, whether it was coaching baseball, football, wrestling, or things that maybe you've now tried to implement as an athletic director that you think other coaches on this call could take and use to help build that mental toughness, build that team, and build that culture in their program.
1: Yeah. Setting the bar and raising it was one of the first uh, first things I learned moving forward is that we're gonna we're going to set that bar. Here's where we want to go. Once we improve, we're going to continue to go and continue to improve, um, go beyond the minimum. You know, you can get away with playing baseball and just do what you do and be really good at what you do, but if you want to set that standard and increase everybody else's expectations, you've got to continue to get better. So that was one of the things that we always taught is, and I know that you've talked about before, is we're going to get 1% better. And one of the quotes that actually stood out to me, and this came from an alumnus um, after he graduated, was like, do today what others won't, so tomorrow you can do what others others can't. So we did multiple things in practice so that the next day we could do something even more, a little elite in order to be better than the next team. Um, I always talk to my teams about being GPA leaders. I want guys that are going to be high academic achievers. I want that are taking AP courses that are pushing themselves um, to be better. Um, We talk.
0: Thank No, that's great. I love that. Keep going, Tim. Uh,
1: core covenants. I know that I don't I'm pretty sure you've probably covered this, but I'm going to go through it anyway. Um, I always had a core covenant for our team. I had a shirt, and a, um, which I couldn't find the video the picture of. But that was the shape of a baseball field that had words that line baselines that went across from first to second, second to third. The first baseline was hustle. You know, um, the third baseline to home plate was grit we're going to find a way to score. That's how hard, that's what we do. That's how we do things. Um, Aggressive was right across the mound. Um, So we used different words that everybody would understand. And I actually took all those words from my alumni after my first five years here coaching. It's when I was at CBU. Um, And those were the common words that came about Um, team brotherhood were some other things that kind of came about. We also did it for the season. So every season we'd set, Okay, what what is going to stand us out this year from the other teams that have been involved at CBU? Um, And that's where those one words would come out. Um, Like I said, Kaizen was one year. Um, We had multiple, um, you know, finish the job was one year. You know, they'd made it they'd made it into the playoffs. Now it's our time to finish it. We're going to be better than we were last year. So we did different things.
0: Yeah Tim I keep going. I want you to unpack that more in the one word in terms of did you have the players come up with their one word did they contribute to that was that something that you picked before the season like talk expand on that one word yep coaching, that one-word concept, because I think it's something I've used a lot with teams. Um, Jim Schlossnagle, now the baseball coach at a who was at TCU, when players would show up on campus, he'd give them all a baseball, and they would write one word on it for the year. And if you were there for four or five years, you'd have one ball with four or five words on it. And the crazy thing is now, 10 years later, since we started doing that, I actually work with one of their former players in a one-on-one coaching capacity. He's a, he's a, a vice president of a real estate company in Dallas. And every time we get on a call on the bookshelf behind his desk, I can see that. That one word baseball that he's had 10 years since being at TCU. So I think this concept of one word focus is something that you can install in your high school program, but they can take with them forever.
1: Absolutely. Um, this was something that I may have slightly guided just to kind of give them questions. Like what type of team are you going to be this year? Well, coach, we're going to be guys. We're going to be guys that are focused. Okay. Put focus up on the board. Okay. What else are we going to be coach? We're going to hustle all the time. All right. Put hustle up there. Coach, we're going to be relentless. Okay. Talk to me about being relentless. Okay. Well, coach, we're never going to give up. We're going to be a team that plays to the end. Okay. And they would go through and they would create like four or five words, and we would put those five words underneath the one word that they decided was going to be their go to. Um, And that's where all of a sudden it would be like, okay, so how are we going to define this season? Okay. When you get into this, how do you want to, how are you going to motivate the team with one word when all of a sudden, again, stuff starting to hit the fan? What are we gonna do? Well, Coach, I'm gonna say kaizon to the team, or I'm gonna say "now" or win, because that's what's important now. We're gonna focus on this moment. Um, you know, fellas, finish the job. You know, I know that's a few words, but it was one of those phrases that they all locked in on. Um, it just was easier. We had uh, hope was one year because we had a lot going on at our school, so we use each of the letters to dictate something d- different that was going on, so that we knew. Um, it could always be worse or something could always be something else was always happening. We're okay right now. We're going to get through this one of those moments. So that's kind of how we used our one word.
0: Beautiful. So you're kind of you're and what your sounds like you're doing is you're helping your your student athletes create a language that they can use to help lead. Whether that language be around, you know, a motto that you had for the year of one pitch warriors or, or so what next pitch, but you're giving them opportunities and things to go to when it gets hard. Like you said, Jocko good, which is a great one to be able to get back onto the productive path.
1: Yep. I know one PK was one. I was glad. I'm grateful you just said that DTD dominate the day was one of the ones one of the phrases we use as well um next thing is just promote those you know put them on so use them on your social media feeds put them on your website put them on any message you email or um that automatically texts out to your kids um put it on clothing you know um we always talk about heart and hustle award i had a heart and hustle award after every game Was the guy who showed the most grit sometimes it was the guy who got the most foul balls um, you know, Caner always talked to me about the yellow shirt award, the guy who had the best defensive day, he got to wear the yellow shirt for practice the next day. Um, just being able to kind of put that motto into, into process, into action. Um, like I said, signs in the locker room, on webpages, learn, um, and just make sure for you, and this is where I predict the, the guidance is just make sure it adds into your philosophy, both offensively, defensively on the mound, at the plate. Um, cause you want to be able to incorporate that core covenant in every single thing that these, the, your, your team does.
0: Love that, Tim, I got I a great question come in here that I want to have you address while we're on the topic. It came in from coach Al and coach Al said, he says, how does coach Albertson reinforce, right? Bring to life those concepts from the t-shirt to everyday practice? Like how do you bring those core, those core covenants to practice every day? And you kind of talked about creating the language and then seeing it, right? You talked about promoting with having the t-shirt given to the player who brings that to life that day at practice. Is there anything else that you did to help take those from being words on a wall or words on a t-shirt into everyday actions?
1: Yeah, it's something we talk about every day, whether it was before or after practice. Um, It was something I held to them. So when we, the way we presented ourselves during practice, if we didn't have a great day, you know, hey, fellas, did we really show that we had focused today? Did we really show that we do all the, that we did all of this? Or were we relentless and kind of how we went about getting this done? Or did we kind of just sit back and be like, all right, just another thing we got to do today. Um, It was something that we made sure, like when we went through those core covenants, We talked about how does it look in practice? How do these things look in the community? How do these things look when we're in school? How do these look when we're on the field and when we're off the field? So we tried to make sure that we related that
0: so, so you tied your core principles or your core covenants into specific behaviors of what it looks like on and off the field. So, if we're going to say rel- we're going to be relentless, specifically, relentless is sitting in the front row. Relentless is getting getting the you know, uh, getting to the gym four days a week in the off season. Relentless is extra work after practice twice a week on your own. Did you address those specific behaviors? Yes, yes,
1: absolutely, all the time, and it's one of those things. As we continue to move forward, I actually hit upon all that in a little bit. If nice. I have time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to all right. cruise. All right, keep going here, Tim. You're good, buddy. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about is being role models. Well, it starts with us as the head person, the the person on the top, um, and it all trickles down in everything we do. So as we as we promote to our assistants, our assistants promote to our players, our players promote to the fans and families when they're out and about or to their community members, and um, you know, just being able to. Make sure we present ourselves the way we say. That's where we go back to those core covenants. We talked about those pieces. I'm going to be into whatever I'm doing. I'm going to be involved when I'm there. I'm going to be be where my feet are. Um, you know, make people want to be a part of my program and because of the way we, what we do and how we do it. You know, that's the big thing. That's how I talk to my guys about role modeling. Um, I utilize my alumni. You know, I have them come back, talk to my kids talk to them about what carried over from our program into their regular lives. I've now got kids that have been out of school for 13 years. I come back and I got to see, and they are talking about, you know, one of the things, like I said, Kaizon, coach, I was sitting in class and Kaizen came in my business class and I was like, Hey, I know exactly what this is all about. Um, And then obviously the, one of the bigger things is just making sure our kids express gratitude in everything and anything that they do. Um, just being able to say, you know what, Hey, mom and dad, thanks for all your support. Um, kind of like when we do at the end of the senior, uh, at the end of our year, getting into traditions, create traditions. One of the things we used to do is every three years, and I'm going to jump down a little bit, do something special. We used to go to Cooperstown. Um, I live close enough to the hall of fame. So I was grateful. Um, it's a five hour trip, but we went down, we go down with our team every three years. We'd scrimmage out of state. I'd go and find some teams that were better than us and that I hoped were better than us to go and play. Um, I would try and play at a big, big venue. Okay, the biggest venue we have in Vermont is Centennial Field. It's one of the oldest ballparks in the country, but it's not as grand as going and playing up in Montreal or being able to go play at um, Texas A&M or State College um, on their field, on their fields um, doing something special. I used to have spike ball tournaments, dodgeball tournaments, two ball tournaments. Um, kids get crazy and fanatic about those. And when you start adding a team element to those things, they start supporting one another. They start making sure each other's doing the right things. Um, a lot of fun. And then we usually, um, have some sort of quick celebration for the, for the end of those events. So, um, when I talk about the Red Hawk way, I'll go back to the top, how we do things when I'm sitting in there and I show those kids that booklet, what I tell them, that red booklet that I talked about at the beginning, um, here's the things that we know. We hustle on and off the field all the time. We want to we want to be on the field before our, t- our, our opponent's off, and we want to be off the field before our opponent is fully on there. We want to be ready, being able to see as many pitches as we want. We want to be make sure that we can have some quick conferences so that we're not missing out. We can see as many pitches as possible. Or we can rush the other team. We want to set the tone. We don't want the tone to be set against us. Um, we keep things. My biggest thing when I was growing up is make sure things are left better than you found them. Well, I feel like I've did that after the last thirteen years um, before I became an AD. But I'm, I felt like I left CBU better than it was. Um, our dugouts. Okay, I was going through first kid. Um, that the after the championship game, there was another game after ours. Um, kids coming out. I'm cleaning up the dugout because my kids are celebrating. And one of the kids that's going to be in my school comes up and extends his hand and says, I just heard you're going to be our new athletic director. Can I help you clean up the dugout? (laughs) It's the greatest thing. I I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be at this school. I just can't wait for this to happen. Um, But, you know, the other thing was the dugout when we got into it was atrocious from a kid who I coached prior to that. So, and he had just won it. So, but it was his first championship. So I I let him go with it. But make th- leave things better than leave things better than they were, um, you know. Have community events. You know, um, we were uh, unfortunately we had had some kids who, um, whose family or themselves had had cancer. So we tried to do things to support them, have fundraisers, and do some great things. One of the kids that I coached um, survived leukemia. is actually doing really great. Went down to play some college ball down at Union College this past year. Uh, mental health games, as you know, mental health has been a big concentration uh, recently. Um, unfortunately, right before our 2019 season, uh, one of my players took his life. Um, and so we decided that we were going to support he and his family. And we, we have now done a, a mental health game each season in order to make sure that we're checking in and get that awareness out for everybody. Um, and we continue to, we go to there, they have some hope rows and things like that. And that was part of the reason why that year we chose hope. Mm-hmm. So, um, but one of the things, the last thing I, I talk about here is actually I t- kind of stole it from the all blacks, but I've always felt this way. Um, the New Zealand rugby team, passing of the torch, leave the uniform better than you received it. You know, I, I want kids to take pride and when, Kids come into our program, and when they come up through the ranks, whether it's the JV team or the freshman team, and they get up, I want them to feel like they're getting something that they need to leave better than they got. So,
0: love that. Love creating traditions. You know, in, in term, and Tim, I think this is a good point to kind of press pause for a second. And I just want to <clears throat> take a moment to, to once again, you know, recognize Fundraising University and owner Mike Bahoon is the official sponsor for the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Podcast. And current coaches, if you'd like to be a Coaching Matters ambassador coach in your state and earn between five and $20,000 part-time, contact Mike Bahoon, M-B-A-H-U-N at fundraising, the letter U, fundraisingu.net. That's M bahoon at fundraisingu.net to acquire about our new ambassador coach program and we are going to stop the recording here and then we're going to come back for part 2 with Tim Albertson. Thanks for checking out this week's Coaching Matters podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.